Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marshani. As always, we appreciate you stopping by. If you ever miss any of these shows in their entirety with our featured guests, you guys know Apple Music, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, all opportunities to download and listen to these fine interviews at your leisure. Now, you guys know our wheelhouse is the NFL draft and all those young men coming out of college to get to the trap. But one man who's been very instrumental, and and especially in particular with the long snapping position, and I call him the premier authority of it, and I told him briefly before we went live that I cannot believe we've never had this guy on the show. But it's none other than Chris Rubio, Rubio long snapping. And if you're familiar with him or you're familiar with special teams or anything that regards this, then you know the name. You've probably been to one of his camps, and we're going to get to his camps. But with that said, Chris, we appreciate your time. How's the day treating you so far? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you. I mean, and you, I mean, you have built yourself. I mean, you really have carved, and people might be, I mean, you've really carved the niche out as the premier authority on long snapping. And I know from doing interviews for over a decade that any time that I have a special teams guy, especially long snappers, the first thing that comes out of the mouth is Chris Rubio, Rubio, Rubio long snapping. I mean, it just, it goes hand in hand. The position and you having some sort of uh, hand in their success. And this starts from an early age, and it's not because they're just in college. I mean, you're getting these kids at a young age, you know, identifying the talent, and you're helping them fine-tune the techniques. And we're going to get into that because I know you got a lot of big dates coming up in March, and we're going to get to this big schedule where all you folks out there listening can get involved visit these camps, and get acclimated to what goes on under his tutelage. But with that said, I know you were a former UCLA Bruin long snapper. How did you kind of, you know, take us from the time you left college to how you started to build this, this, this you know, foundation of the Rubio long snapping camps? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, weird thing because I kind of fell into it. I was a, a big kid growing up in Southern California, and in Southern California I, you had to play tackle football by weight, not by age. So if you weighed 100 pounds, you played with 100-pound kids. If you weighed 150, you played with 150. You know, is where I live in northern Idaho right now. Everything's done by age, and if you're a heavier kid, you just can't touch the football. So you're not a running back, a quarterback, a wide receiver, things like that. And so I was unable to play tackle football growing up simply because I was just too heavy. I would be, you know, a third grader playing with eighth graders, and you'd get killed at that point. Um, just, I, I played flag football, and I was a quarterback just because I could throw the ball the farthest. And ended up doing that. So I didn't end up playing tackle football until my freshman year in high school and absolutely hated it. I could not stand it. I did not like people yelling at me. I just thought it was the worst thing ever. So my sophomore year, I ended up not playing high school football at all. Just couldn't stand it. And then my junior year, I came back and basically just watched my buddy snap a football. Never saw anyone do it before. Because, I mean, if you're not a long snapper, a parent or a long snapper, who pays attention to the long snaps? <laughs> And, and so I just said, I can do that. You know, basically, like I tell my long snappers now, it's just an upside-down quarterback going the wrong way. 
And that's what I did, and I ended up doing very well at it. And back in those days, it was when you, you needed to snap and block. And I was able to do that because I was so large. So I got picked up by UCLA, amongst other schools, was looking at me because of my size and grades and had the ability to snap a ball. Uh, played for, uh, for uh, four years at UCLA, graduated 98. Cotton Bowl was my last year. Uh, snapped to a great All-American kicker name and punter, Chris Saylor. And so after college, I had hurt my back my junior year, decided, okay, I'm not going to try for the pros. I'd rather be able to walk at some point in my life. And ended up becoming a sixth grade history and English teacher. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, I couldn't stand the meetings, but no, no one really likes meetings. And uh, <laughs> I was doing that for a couple of years. And Sailor says, hey, man, I'm running this uh, kicking camp in Vegas. And I was like, cool, high five. What do I care? And he says, well, I, I need some long snappers there. Can you come and just basically babysit them? you know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And he says, I'll pay for your trip. And I said, okay, let's go. And so we ended up going to Vegas and just started, you know, having like 10 long snappers at this camp. And he said, you should do this. You know, I'm like, do what, man? And he says, you should run, you know, long snapping camps and, you know, do some lessons. And I said, no one's going to do that. And he goes, ah, you've got the personnel. You obviously know what you're doing. And so it, the adventure started way back then with the guy that I – I always joke that he's seen my butt more than any human being on the planet because I snapped him for, you know, three years at UCLA. Um, and it, we've grown to now we've run about 30 camps a year. See, I've, I've had over a thousand long snappers go to the college in, or NFL, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Chris, and, 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 and Sailor, it, it, it's so crazy because being in the business, I'm familiar with you both. And to know that you guys played at UCLA, never, I never knew that you guys were teammates. Not only that, but you were the guy snapping to him. Never put those two and two together. Now it's starting to all kind of in this foundation, the way it works, it's really starting to come together as you guys build this thing. So, I mean, and I, I don't, I want our audience out there to realize, I mean, you are really, I mean, you are the guy. I mean, you have so much knowledge. And I, and I think for anyone out there listening, because we're going to get into this schedule, the six dates coming up with the finale in Vegas that takes on three days in May. But for you folks out there listening, listen, Chris, Chris knows – he knows the ins and outs. He knows who you need to talk to. Just your insight, I think, alone and those sort of assets, not only the technique, but you can really help direct these kids. You can, you can talk to teams. You can talk to colleges. I, I think there's so much that goes beyond just the technique. It's just how connected and well-respected you are within this sport, within what you're doing. But with that said, um, you got the first date. You got six dates across the country. One that starts in Charlotte on the 6th. You got March 7th in, Chicago, or in Atlanta the 21st in Chicago, Illinois, April 18th in Dallas, Texas, May 1st, Los Angeles, and then May 2nd in Seattle, and then three days in Vegas, May 14th, 15th, and 16th. And we're also going to put this up on Twitter, folks, and Facebook, so you guys will see the dates as well when we post it. So you're going to have his information. But kind of take us through how these people get involved, what should they expect. Just say on a single date one, just say, you know, I'm taking my high school kid, uh, the, Mar the Charlotte, North Carolina on March 6th, what should I expect? Yeah, you know, basically the first thing you want to do is always just follow me on social media. I put out a lot of content on social media, whether it's, you know, posting dates, results, uh, player profile rankings, things like that, or just advice. You know, like you said, I've done this for so long. It's just not about the X's and O's, which obviously, yes, I need to teach you your form and all that stuff. But it's also, okay, what are you supposed to say to the coach when you get recruited? Because long snappers, they're not going to be the first recruited. They're always going to be, you know, the last one recruited. 
You know, so like for my 2021 long snappers, I'd say I have about half of them still being recruited because, you know, after signing day, college coaches realized that, you know, not all nine running backs and quarterbacks and cornerbacks that they recruited aren't going to their school. So now they have some spots that open up and who should we get? Let's get another long snapper, you know, and, you know, get someone that they don't really want to think about. So that's the advice that I can give them. And it's one of those things that now you were saying you're bringing your high school kid. Nowadays, a lot of kids are coming, you know, age 10, 11, 12, 13, even younger, wow. simply because par- parents are starting to realize, okay, number one, this is a position that they legally cannot hit you anymore. You know, it's, they used to, like when I played, well, I would say what men were men, you used to be able to line up on the long snapper and just haul up and drill them as soon as he snapped the ball. And nowadays, <laughs> they're not even allowed to line up on you, and now they have to wait for a count of one before they, you can, they can even hit you. So you've got to get your head up, and then they're allowed to beat you. But before, it was just you just got crushed. And so it's, it's more of a, you know, quote-unquote safe position on the field, you know, where they can't line up on you, they can't hit you. So that's number one. And number two, it's basically I'm teaching a kid to shoot a free throw. If I can teach you to shoot a free throw, and I'm not talking, alley, you know, alley-oops, layups, dunks, three-pointers, dribbling between the legs, just literally shoot a free throw. That's all I need you to do. And so it's just about form over and over and over and over again. And so when you get a younger kid, say 10, 11, 12, and I teach them the proper form, then they have the proper form, and then puberty hits, well, that's when all hell breaks loose in, in a good way because then it's like you're building this, you know, fantastic car, and then puberty is the engine. I drop the engine in, and boom, you get these absolute monsters that just destroy everyone at camps and end up getting scholarships to schools all across the country. <laughs> that's excellent. Once again, Chris Rubio, Rubio Long Snapping. You can follow him on Twitter at the Chris Rubio on Twitter, and then you can check his website out, rubiolongsnapping.com, as he brings some insight to the technique and what he brings to this this unique position. And I, you know, I, we got connected from, you know, we had a couple guys, you know, going through the draft process, and you know, I I, I tagged you on the Twitter and and whatnot. Now you talking about the young kids, and you and you being part of the process of helping these guys perfect this technique of long snapping, Chris. Has there been a kid that you've seen at a really young age where you're like, you know what? And I, I, I know, you know, with everything, the horrific stuff out of Tiger Woods yesterday, and, and hopefully he can, you know, recover. But, you know, he was that young, iconic kid where you're like, hey, this is the next guy. He's, he's a young golfer, and we've seen him on videos, and, and, and lo and behold, becomes one of the greatest golfers in the world. Was there like a long, a kid that you saw helped at a little early age, and now he's in the NFL doing his thing, or maybe retired already? <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's been a couple kids that have been like that. Where the the first example always is Tyler Schmidt, who was uh, one of high school All American, uh, I think at the defensive end in Arizona, ended up getting drafted by the C, uh, the Seahawks. Hurt his back, but he's uh, takes professional photography now. Um, but there's Christian Yount at a UCLA. Uh, the Ferguson brothers, both ones uh, Reed is at, with the Bills and uh, Blake is with the Dolphins. They're both phenomenal. More, more recently, you had Thomas Fletcher, who just graduated from Alabama, who was the Patrick Manley Award winner, uh, who also was in the Senior Bowl. Um, if you're talking about just young phenom, almost, you know, freaks in a good way, it's impossible not to bring up the name Quentin Skinner. Um, he came to my camp. He's at LSU right now. He's going into his sophomore year. He um, is the youngest long snapper I've ever had get a full scholarship. He was um, wow. going into his eighth, eighth grade year, going into his eighth grade year, he obtained a full scholarship. And I, I started working wow. with him when he was nine years old. And he, I, I, my nickname for him was Mad Dog because he always looked just pissed off like a mad dog. And I always joke that he <laughs> likes his mom and dad. It's this sister and me, and that's it. 
And he, he's just had that phenomenal attitude where he's worked very, very well with, you know, just you tell him what to do and consider it done, and he's just a beast strength-wise. And the thing with long snappers, all those long snappers that I've mentioned, they've had great form and great ability to snap the football. But the thing that really separates the good from the great long snappers is their mentality. Because I always say, you know, a long sniper is basically like a sniper. you got one shot. And it's not like it, – to me, it's one of the most difficult positions on the field because you're upside down, backwards, and you can never get a rhythm. So, like, a running back, if he has a fumble, okay, the ball could bounce right back to him, and, you know, in, in 35 seconds, he's probably going to get the ball again. Whereas a long snapper, you launch one over the, the punter's head or the holder's head, the camera's on you for the next 30 minutes until you get back out there. And that's <laughs> where you have to be so mentally strong to be a long snapper. And that's one of the main things that I work on with my, at my Kansas Yes, I want to get your form down, and I want everything to get, you know, perfect with that aspect of it. But the, the better you get at my camps, and I always tell the friends and family that are at the camp, the better the kid gets at a camp, the more you'll see me kind of go at him a little bit, where I kind of say, okay, let's see, how, how much pressure can I put on this kid? So when I do talk to colleges or the NFL scouts and things like that, it's like, yes, this kid can snap the ball, he can run downfield, but you know what? There's not going to be an issue pressure-wise because it's such a pressure-filled position. You're talking about a four-hour game where a kid could get eight snaps. That's it. You know, and every single one has to be perfect. Well, I always say if you're a quarterback and you throw ten touchdown passes and two interceptions in a game, you're All-American. You're the best human being on the planet for a quarterback. <laughs> if you're a long snapper and you have ten <laughs> perfect snaps and two bad ones, you're fired right after the game. Like, that's just the way it works. <laughs> And it's just it's such, You're right. a, such a bizarre bizarre thing. It, it goes back to how how you and I connected with Ryan Langan. He you know he like in your in your podcast said this kid came out of the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, played six man football. Which when he told me about it, I had to literally Google it because I was like this can't be a real thing. And yeah, when he got, started getting recruited and by Georgia Southern. I remember literally being on a speakerphone with the head coach, the special teams coach, and they were like Rubio. We got five days before the game. Is he gonna be able to do it? The biggest crowd he ever played in front of was like 11 people, and three were probably goats, you know, and cows. And now he's going to be snapping in front of what I think his first game was in Auburn, where there's a hundred and you yeah. know whatever thousand people. And I was like, he'll be there'll be no problem with this kid. He's got that perfect laid back, just blase attitude of, oh yeah, you need me to snap in front of a hundred thousand people? Let's do it, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, that was one of the most unique stories. And you're right. I mean, I was like, does six-on-six six even exist? But I guess it does. He said, yeah. I think a graduation class of 19, and, and lo and behold, oh, yeah. you know, six-on-six teams. And, and, but, yeah, he's doing this thing. Now, now Chris, now I'm, I'm curious. Now, we talked about the separate dates, and that, that's a lot of travel for you. I mean, do you enjoy I, – I know you enjoy doing this, but, if, I mean, when you start on the Sith and then you wrap up in Vegas, I mean, do you get any time at home, or are you basically on the road every one of those days? Um, I, you know, when I travel, I, I live in a very small town in northern Idaho, so I, it takes me – I always have to take at least two flights to get someplace because I have to come from a small regional airport. But, like, on the North Carolina-Georgia uh, span, I will travel on March 5th, leave at noon from Lewiston, get to North Carolina about midnight, run the camp in North Carolina on the 6th, uh, drive down um, on the 6th to Georgia. So that 7th, I'll run the camp in Georgia. Uh, I'm on a 5 o'clock flight back. I'll be in Lewiston, back on Lewiston, Idaho, 11 p.m. Sunday night. So I'm gone for, like, you know, 48 hours. It, it, it's in wow. the swing of camp that, that yeah, I – I do it three times a year. So I do it in the fall, you know, I do it October, November, December, and then we have our January Vegas event. Then February, I basically do all the rankings from the January event. 
March it all picks up, March, April, May, <laughs> do the Vegas event, and then I usually take June a little bit of time off, and then July, it's back in the swing of it, and that's a, that's a straight run in July, because then August, most people are back to school, and then you, you get <laughs> August off, and September basically starts up again. Yeah, like I would say, Del- Delta loves me. <laughs> we'll build up them frequent flyer miles. Now, I'm, I'm curious, oh, yeah. now, with the Friday, Friday warm-up session, May 14th, 15th, and 16th, you're in Vegas, three days. Is that any different from the other dates, or is that something where these kids are there three days, or are these singletary events as well? Well, the, the, the North Carolina, Georgia, the Midwest, the Dallas, California, and Seattle camps, those are regional camps, obviously, where I'll see most people in those regions. So when I'm in Southern California, it'll be mostly Southern California, maybe a couple of Arizona kids. Um, and then the Vegas camp is just a culmination of all of them. And it's a two-day event. The Friday, the Friday before, or excuse me, the Friday just on the 14th, it's basically for everyone to knock off the rust, get rid of the cobwebs. A lot of those kids are traveling from all over the country, so they're a little bit nervous. And this gives them a chance just to, you know, get the feel of the football, get the look of the field. Some of these kids will be the first time they've ever met me, so I just got to get them real comfortable with the situation. And then Saturday's more of an instructional day with all my staff where I get to see okay. all these kids and kind of see how they handle themselves under some pressure. And then Sunday's purely a competition day where I have them do more agility-type stuff where they're snapping and then they're going around cones. And the more I get to see them, whether they're testing on my target or I'm having them snap for YouTube or I'm having them snap and tackle something, those are the things that I need to see when I talk to coaches that I can say, okay, yes, this kid is a carnival snapper. That means he can snap a ball to a target nonstop. They'll always say, but can he move? You know, because nowadays everyone's doing the spread punt. Yes, I've seen him move a thousand times. And, and, and I'm almost like a, where, you know, like a savant with my long snappers where I can see him and I <laughs> immediately picture them over and over and over and over. So I can see, you know, two, 300, 400, 500 snappers. And I can remember them to this day exactly how they snap. You know, what their form looks like, what's their attitude, because I watch them and I watch them and I watch them. And so when I do a lesson, say I have a kid coming in tomorrow from Southern California for a private lesson in Northern Idaho, I look at him and I watch him and I always tell the parents, I go, to me, it's like I'm on the movie The Matrix when, you know, Keanu Reeves is dodging the bullets and everything's in super slow motion. That's exactly the way (laughs) I see long snappers, just because I've done it a billion times. So I know exactly what I'm looking for and I'm looking at. That's why I can decipher it so well. That's excellent, Chris. You've been fabulous. And again, folks, you folks out there listening, and if you're going to be interested in these camps, or if your child is this, if this is in their future, I encourage you. And that's why we brought Chris on, is we want to help you guys help yourselves. And and I think the first step into that is getting connected with Chris again, RubioLongSnapping dot com, or you can follow him on Twitter at the Chris Rubio. And I know from him just texting, and even if you go on his site, he's all about reaching out to him and contacting him. Any questions, he'll give you the details. And he's mentioned it so many times about the interaction, about you know helping your kid get a scholarship or helping your kid once he's in college make it in the pros. Or you know, it's there's so much into this. And and Chris is when these kids arrive. What for you, I guess, to these parents, and this is, you know, I work with the Bombers in Winnipeg. We have the free agent tryouts, and, you know, it's $100, and sometimes agents or people, you know, the players, they question it. Well, you know, we, we, don't, we just don't want anybody to show up. But with that said, I always tell them, listen, this guy can help you. We can help you do what you love to do. I mean, if you're, if, if you're at the YMCA or you're at the park and there's nobody around, nobody sees you. Correct. These are priceless these are priceless opportunities. If this is in, again, I, I use the word so often, but if this is in your wheelhouse out there, folks, this is one man that you definitely need to get in touch with 
and, and let him help you. But with that said, Chris, um, any final details on what these folks need to know or any more additional information on reaching out to you? I think the big thing is to understand that anyone can become a long snapper. It's not something that's very, very hard to do. It is at the beginning, but once you learn the form, it's the key. And I can't even tell you how many kids that I've had come through me where their parents are literally just saying, I'm just trying to get my kid a spot on the bus. You know, I just want to see if he can get on the field. <laughs> you know, it, where Ryan Lang is a perfect example. You know, the Ferguson brothers, where they're good athletes, but they're great long snappers, and they would not have gone to college or the NFL or any – with any other position because they just – they don't have the size, the speed, or the strength, which is fine. So let me make you a long snapper, and let's get that college paid for. Let's let's let you make, you know, over $500,000 a year for snapping a ball 13 times a game. You, you'd be shocked at how many <laughs> kids out there don't realize that long snapping is their ticket, and they just don't know it yet. It's just one of those things that you That's can give act- me a – quote-unquote average athlete to good athlete, and I can make them a phenomenal long snapper. Just simply because it's all, like I said, I'm teaching you to shoot a free throw. I don't need to teach you how to dunk. I could care less if you can dunk. I just want to see you shoot the free throw <laughs> over and over and over. And that's where parents need to understand is, okay, I've got this kid who's maybe an okay outside linebacker, or maybe he's an undersized high school lineman, or maybe he's kind of a slower wide receiver. Let's try long snapper. What can go wrong? And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, Okay, so I can make this, you know, play a little bit here. <laughs> it's fascinating. Chris, you've, man, you've just, you've been a wealth of, you know, helping others. And I, and I always love uh, kind of paying it forward. And, and I think you've done a phenomenal job in helping all these people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, follow their path to their dreams. And you're, you're such a critical instrument towards that. And we appreciate you sharing your time. And I'm telling you right now, Anytime you need to come on to get your word out or you got a camp coming up that you want to get out there, that if we can help you get it out there, please do not hesitate. Because, again, we want, to have your, your, we want to have your students on our show as they make their path towards the next level. So it's just one of those things that, you know, one hand helping the other. But with that said, man, fantastic stuff, and we appreciate your time today. All right, so thanks, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Once again, that is Chris Rubio, Rubio Long Snapping. You can follow him on Twitter at the Chris Rubio. And again, the premier authority on long snapping. And again, these dates, I'm going to put this up on Twitter, but March 6th in Charlotte, March 7th in Atlanta, March 21st in Chicago, Illinois, April 18th in Dallas, May 1st in Los Angeles, California, May 2nd, Seattle, Washington. And then the Friday wrap-up session, that's three days in Vegas. I think that's a combination of all of it. And that's May 14th, 15th, and 16th. But, again, we're going to add that on the Twitter link, so you're going to have all that information. But, again, I've been doing this a long time, folks, and I apologize for not having Chris on earlier just to kind of get his word out there to everybody that listens in because it's so instrumental. And he mentioned the kids with scholarships and, and younger ages, people at younger, younger ages trying to develop their youngsters into professionals at an early age. This guy is the guy to help you do that. Once again, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive.